Hi, this is John Butter, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500. This analysis is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with a preview of the key metrics for the third quarter earnings season for the S&P 500, which is about five weeks away. Then we'll discuss our topic of the week, which is comments on inflation by S&P 500 companies during the second quarter earnings season. Given the recent increases in the consumer price index and the producer price index, did more S&P 500 companies than normal discuss inflation on their earnings calls for the second quarter? But first, let's look ahead to the third quarter earnings season for the S&P 500. Analysts and companies have been much more optimistic than normal in their estimate revisions and earnings outlooks for the third quarter to date. As a result, expected earnings for the S&P 500 for the third quarter are higher today compared to the start of the quarter. In fact, the index is now expected to report the third highest year-over-year growth in earnings since the third quarter of 2010. Analysts also expect earnings growth above 20% for the fourth quarter and above 40% for the full year. These above-average growth rates are due to a combination of higher earnings for 2021 and an easier comparison to weaker earnings in 2020 due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. In terms of estimate revisions, analysts have increased earnings estimates in aggregate for S&P 500 companies for the third quarter. We typically look at the change in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index to measure EPS estimate revisions by analysts. The bottom-up EPS estimate for the third quarter has increased by 3.4% since June 30th. Now, this is unusual because in a typical quarter, the bottom-up EPS estimate usually decreases by 4-5% during the quarter. However, it should be noted that the bottom-up EPS estimate increased by 3.8% during the months of July and August, but has now declined by 0.4% during the month of September. In terms of guidance, more S&P 500 companies have issued positive earnings guidance for the third quarter than average. In determining whether guidance is positive or negative, we compare the projection of the company to the mean EPS estimate of the analysts. At this point in time, 102 companies in the index have issued EPS guidance for the third quarter. Of these companies, 55 or 54% have issued positive EPS guidance. This percentage is well above the five-year average of 39%. Again, it should be noted that although the overall numbers are positive, 10 more companies have issued negative guidance and 12 fewer companies have issued positive guidance compared to the previous quarter. Because of the net upward revisions to earnings estimates and the overall positive guidance, the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate for the third quarter is higher now relative to the start of the quarter. The S&P 500 is expected to report year-over-year earnings growth of 27.6% as of today, compared to the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate of 24.2% back on June 30th. If 27.6% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the third largest year-over-year growth in earnings reported by the index since the third quarter of 2010, trailing only the previous two quarters. These unusually high growth rates are due to a combination of higher earnings in 2021 and an easier comparison to weaker earnings in 2020 due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. 10 of the 11 sectors are projected to report year-over-year earnings growth, led by the energy sector, 
for which a growth rate is not available due to the year-ago loss reported by the sector, the material sector at 91%, the industrial sector at 68%, and the information technology sector at 28%. Looking ahead, analysts project earnings growth of more than 20% for the fourth quarter and earnings growth of more than 40% for the full year. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio is 20.9, which is above the 5-year average and above the 10-year average. And during the week, 9 S&P 500 companies, including one Dow 30 component, are scheduled to report results for the third quarter. High-profile companies expected to report earnings during the week include FedEx, Costco, and Nike. Now let's move on to our topic of the week, which is comments on inflation by S&P 500 companies. The market continues to be concerned about higher inflation. Consumer prices increased by 5.3% in August, which was the second largest year-over-year increase since August of 2008, trailing only the 5.4% increases in the previous two months. Producer prices rose by 8.3% in August, which was the largest year-over-year increase since the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics began tracking this measure in 2010. In light of these higher inflation numbers, did more S&P 500 companies than normal comment on inflation during their earnings conference calls for the second quarter? The answer is yes. FactSet Document Search, which allows users to search for keywords or phrases across multiple document types, was used to answer this question. Through Document Search, FactSet searched for the term inflation in the conference call transcripts of all the S&P 500 companies that conducted earnings conference calls from June 15th through September 14th. Of these companies, 224 cited the term inflation during their earnings calls for the second quarter. This is the highest overall number of S&P 500 companies citing inflation on earnings calls going back to at least 2010, using the current index constituents and going back in time. The previous record was 197, which occurred in the first quarter of 2021. In addition, 160 more S&P 500 companies cited inflation on earnings calls for the second quarter of 2021, compared to the second quarter of 2020, which was the largest year-over-year increase, again going back to at least 2010. At the sector level, the industrial sector had the highest number of companies that cited inflation on earnings calls for the second quarter at 50, followed by the consumer discretionary sector at 33, the financial sector at 29, and the consumer staple sector at 27. However, the consumer staple sector at 87%, the material sector at 75%, and the industrial sector at 68% had the highest percentages of companies that cited inflation on their Q2 earnings calls from June 15th through September 14th. Given the high number of S&P 500 companies that discussed inflation on earnings calls for Q2, is inflation having a negative impact on expected earnings and profit margins for the full year? Well, the answer appears to be no. In fact, analysts have actually raised estimates in aggregate for both the earnings growth rate and net profit margin for the S&P 500 for 2021 over the past few months. The estimated earnings growth rate for 2021 is 42.6% today, compared to an estimate of 36% back on June 30th. 10 of the 11 sectors are predicted to report higher earnings today relative to expectations on June 30th. The estimated net profit margin for 2021 is 12.4% today, compared to an estimate of 12.1% back on June 30th. Nine of the 11 sectors are predicted to report higher net profit margins today relative to June 30th. Thus, it appears companies have been able to raise prices or lower costs in other areas to mitigate the impact of higher inflation. 
This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out our full FactSet Earnings Insight Report, our FactSet Insight Blog, and our Street Account Podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast. Music